Welcome to the Winer's Shuffle, the Inverness Caledonian Thistle FC fan podcast. The manager has left the building, Dodds Ball is no more and Barry's gone to We discuss Billy Dodds' departure, what's going on in the club in general and the big question, who do we turn to next? Let's shuffle. Charleston, Swift and Bullock, Culloden, down the long wind in the rain, Feely Metal, Greg Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No water cell for shitty weather, drugs and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. What did Tarzan see when he found a screwdriver? There's it. Welcome one and all, I'm Andrew Moffat and joining me for the Snap Reaction Pod to the news straight out of the Longman. It's a full house of Sandy Sutherland, Stevie Riley, Andrew Young and making his long-awaited return. Uh, he was he was specifically waiting for this podcast actually. Uh, Andrew Sutherland, let's go straight to the announcement. Uh, it's with, and this is a statement that they put out and I'm just going to abridge this because it's very long. Um, it's with much regret that the club has taken the decision to terminate the contracts of head coach Billy Dodds and his assistant manager Barry Bogson with immediate effect. In the first instance, we'd like to put on record our huge appreciation for the efforts of Billy since taking his position. His professionalism, attention to detail and positive attitude can never be faulted, no matter the challenges we face. Then it talks about um, his achievements and about not taking these decisions lightly. And then he says, that said, the CEO and, and uh, full board of directors have been meeting regularly with, Bill D- uh, with Billy regarding performances, results and our expectations and ambitions for the seasons. We are all determined to give ourselves the best possible chance to succeed. Our intention is always to be competing for the promotion, for promotion but uh, as is repeated uh, regularly in such circumstances, we are a results-driven business and sadly the results have not reflected the quality that we believe we have in the building. Um Sporting Director John Robertson and Academy Director Charlie Christie will take charge of the team in the interim period while we endeavour to find a new head coach in short order and applications will be accepted at, and this is in case, you know, Neil Warnock or anyone else is listening, uh, football, D-E-P-T, uh, I-C-T-F-C, dot co dot uk and end, end of statement. And presumably um, that email address is actually monitored uh, or, or, or the Aussie RDLS could be waiting a while. Um, what do you make of that statement? Um, I, I, you know, I know you can jump in at me. And what do you mean? And it goes straight to Mr. Andrew Sutherland returning to the pod. What do you make of that statement, first off? I think it was, um, it had to happen, didn't it? I always, I'm always a bit torn about a manager getting sad, especially at our club, mainly because I always kind of wonder who can we realistically get in. We struggle to get players at times. So I do often wonder who can we actually realistically get in to replace, well, in this case, Dodds, but obviously that's not the way to think. It shouldn't be a case of, um, you know, do we just persevere just because we can't really think of anyone better? You know, he did well getting into the cup final last season. You know, the results against Kilmarnock, Livingston, great, fantastic. But obviously, you know, we shouldn't really have been there. You know, you could argue with the result against um, Queen's Park. But like so many people on social media today, um, I think, yeah, the decision was justified. It was probably sometime coming. You could even argue he probably didn't really deserve a contract extension in the summer. I guess my biggest concern about it all is that after giving Dodds the summer and a few weeks of the new season to get the team up and running again, we're kind of back to square one. And whoever comes in is going to have no transfer window to work with. Um, and we're presumably going to be spending money we don't really have paying Dodds off. I know there's some if, buts, and maybes about clauses and contracts and whatnot, but you know, we, we don't, well, I'm not aware of anything. Um, that's not to say that that means I'm right at anything, but do we have money to burn by paying off a, a, another manager? I don't think so. 
Um, it's, I think we've left ourselves in a really difficult situation and a situation that could have been avoided by just not really giving him a contract extension in the summer when he probably didn't really deserve it. Do you, want, do you want to address that, Stevie? Do you not think he deserved a contract? He did, maybe didn't deserve a, a two-year contract, but, you know, yeah, arg- yeah, maybe not, arg- yeah. arguably, you know, you know who's, what's no, the, biggest, the biggest team in the country, Celtic, they do one-year rolling contracts? No, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm, obviously, I, I, I've made my thoughts clear online, but I think, yeah, maybe a two-year thing, that's maybe, that's that's also come back to bite in the backside because of the comp, and as Sof says, I don't know if there's clauses, break points, or... Maybe the boss came to a sort of mutual agreement on a on a package. I don't know. I'm sure that'll be worked out over the next couple of days with with Dorsey's agent. But I uh, maybe the two year, maybe maybe a one year where maybe a an incentive to maybe renew it at Christmas time if if results were going well. That could have been a a happy medium. But I, I, I I'm not surprised. I'm I'm disappointed he's went. Um, I'm not shocked. I think the manager always takes the the fall, but the players, as I said, they need to look at themselves. I mean. Some of the mistakes we made this season, you can't coach that or uncoach it. It's just stupid. It's embarrassing. And I think uh, I think Dodd did lose dressing room. I don't know if it's the players didn't fancy him or something's happened, but they weren't playing for him. I mean, surely the last... Apart from maybe the race game of Saturday, which we've seen we turned the corner, there's no backbone in the team. There's no character. We said that in the, in the last pod. But, yeah, the manager always goes, players don't get sacked. But I think... Uh, Sub says, I think we've we'll dug a bigger hole for ourselves because we're going to have someone that comes in who wants to buy their own players, who needs a transfer kitty or, or wage kitty for that matter. So it's got to be someone in cheap and it's got to be someone without a club because we can't pay compo to another team at the moment. In terms of, if you're going back to the statement and going back to the decision, then the one good thing about it is that um, the club's acted early for once because we know we were too late with, um, with Brewster, for example, Mark II. We know that... Um, we kind of, you know, with four in, we just kind of, we could see it all coming and yet the trigger wasn't pulled, you know, and everyone could see that coming from kind of like months out. So I think the fact that they've just kind of gone, right, we're doing it now, rather than going, we give until Christmas time and we find ourselves like massively cut adrift, that's really good. But it doesn't excuse the the two-year deal in the summer. Um, I think we all knew that there was going to be a deal on the table, but um, it was like, we all thought, right, surely one year, he's maybe... He can maybe say he's got one year, and at least we know there's some continuity. But he did absolutely nothing to deserve a two-year deal, and um, it's not like he would have been in huge demand. He'd have basically had to get the team promoted, probably in second or first, to get you know anyone coming in for him on the back of his record. So all the club's done is put themselves in a position where they're going to be paying off more. So that's really really frustrating. Um, and I think you know from his point, from the point of view of could he turn it around? I just don't think so. The fact that. Every time he's interviewed, he's, he seemed to say, there's good players here and you've seen before, we're capable of going in a run. And he's saying, you know, he's saying we're capable of going in a run because he did it twice, basically. Once at the end of the season before last and then once at the end of last season. But there's been a turner of players since then. And we had lost, we've lost about three of our best players, at least three of our best, probably four of our best players over the summer. So how do we know that this current squad is capable of going in a run? I think it probably isn't, you know, especially as, you know, the replacement for for the players that we've lost haven't really looked adequate so far. So um, it's that's a match of desperation if that's his answer that, you know, we've got good players and we're capable of going in a good run. So I think, you know, we need someone in that I think is more adaptable tactically and more decisive tactically. And that's that's something obviously we can talk about. So I jump in, Sandy, I think we need to clarify or get clarification from the club who made the signings because I don't think they're all Dodge's signings and that's half the issue. Now, might, some might, you might have seen some of them, but I'm, I'm under the impression that some, i.e. like George Oakley last season, were forced on him. And I think that might, 
that might go a long way to understand maybe that's why they didn't perform from because they weren't his players, but that's for a different mm-hmm. pod. But sorry, Sandra, you go, mate. Actually, just oh, sorry, sure. Steve, just jumping in quickly, just quickly jumping in on that again. Then, if they're Robo signings, then presumably they'll be all be absolutely fantastic in the next couple of games. Now that Robo has <laughs> been there, which is something we'll, we'll get onto, I'm sure. We'll talk sorry, about that. Yeah, lots to talk about that. I think it's the case of there have been sort of warning signs that things could lead to this over the last couple of years. You know, whether it be the winless runs, whether it be in the kind of poor level of recruitment, you know, the turnover of players is pretty awful. and you know, whether the his signings or not, that's worth debating um possibly later on. But you know, excluding this window, he signed twenty players in the four previous windows, and only four of them are still here, and only two or three of them overall you could really call a, a reasonable success. So we knew inevitably that a lot of the guys like Allardyce, like these, they were going to be moving on in the summer and it was going to be really necessary to replace them. At first he wasn't even interested in replacing these, which was a strange decision and one that obviously was costing us early on this season, and due to the kind of lack of confidence that's come from not winning those games, he reacted by bringing in two or three players late on. But the damage was already kind of done. But yeah, it's 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 stuff that's kind of hit him on occasions previously in in the last sort of two two and a half years. You know, lots of games where we've gone without winning, and lots of times where signings and some signings that were were brought in with the sort of pretense of being first team players, they've. They've been a real letdown, and I think in the long run that's come back to bite him. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why he's lost his job. Not necessarily just because of this. I mean, it has been a terrible start to the season. There's no question about that. You can't you can't lose eight out of your first ten and not expect your job to be under threat. But you know, the warning signs have been there for the last couple of seasons with better squads and better players at times. So yeah, for me, it's not really come as much of a surprise. It's disappointing that we've had to do it. No, you know, nobody wants to see their team sack a manager. Nobody wants to see their team playing the way we have. But you know, we obviously we don't want to get relegated. You no, know? and right now, you know, we look like a team that's so short of confidence, and we were struggling to see where the win was coming from. This had to happen, and I'm hoping now that it has, it'll inspire a, a change in form, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll get a decent manager in the door. It's a discussion for later on, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, despite, you know, very much agreeing this is the right decision and probably arguably the most anti-Dodds person on the on the pod, even though I've been absent because I've not been able to make any games so far this season, um, you know, I do kind of feel that maybe he's the fall guy. I mean, like, there's obviously a lot of issues around the club uh, just now, um, which, again, we can get to. I did find it a little bit odd that, you know, obviously, I'm only basing my opinion for this season on you know what you guys have said and other people online and stuff. But obviously, it sounds like we've been pretty desperate for most of the games this season. But we had a very encouraging result on uh, sorry, a very encouraging performance. Sorry, against Wraith on Saturday to kind of sack him after that seems a little bit odd to me. Um, I guess maybe it's just the the, the straw that broke the camel's back and whatnot. But kind of think you know after an encouraging performance. Maybe he might say, "Look, I can, I can turn this round. I, I don't know, but it seems a little bit odd. I would, I would be, I would have been less surprised if we'd sat to him say uh, last weekend after the Arbroath result, for example." Um, but one thing, one thing just to pick up on, you know, to, to be fair to to, to Dodds here, I mean, Sandy's saying there, you know, he didn't feel like he needed to replace these. I don't know if that is the case. I, I feel like maybe they, they possibly thought that, you know, between Delaney, Duffy, and Divine, they could, you know, that that that, that was our three centre backs they needed. But then I would then the counter to that is does Dodds genuinely think that you know 
th- those three centre backs are good enough to get us through a championship season. I, I don't think so. I think um, I think Sonny made a very good point, and I wasn't going to steal his thunder on that start about the you know the number of players that have been signed and are still here. But you'd have to argue that recruitment has not been great overall under Dodds and, and whether that's you know down to him and or Robertson or whatnot, I don't know. But whoever comes in next, they need to be left to do their own thing. You know, uh, you, you do can't, you know I don't think I don't think you can have someone signing players yeah. above you basically and trying to say, look, I've I've got this guy in for you. Do you know I, I, work, I think he's I think we are trying to sign players up. I think I wouldn't I, be surprised. I, I, know, yeah. I know that we try to sign um Centre half from county. It was playing centre half for a race over. What's his name again, Steve? Oh, Keith Watson. Watson. Yeah, we tried. Mm-hmm. We tried to sign him. Try to Aye. sign him, mm-hmm. and he turned us down. Like we have tried yeah. to sign players, and they've yeah. turned us down. There's like if players turn us down, Dodds or Gardner aren't going to be coming, out, coming out and going, "Oh, like you know, this guy's turned us down because it just sends the wrong message." But there are <clears> players <throat> choosing not to sign for the football club, and that's always yeah. happened. But when you're in a situation like we are, and we have been, and if people have seen what our results are like in the league over the last couple of seasons, maybe that isn't an attractive proposition for a player, yeah. Stevie. No, but I, but I think we'll skip on it later on, so maybe I'm going ahead of myself, but we need a manager, not a head coach. That's what we need now. We need someone to mm. old school, take charge of the signings. Um, whether the Robo signing, whether the Dodge is signing, I think there's a bit of both there, but we need someone to come in and take full responsibility. None of this. We'd, and I'm not, Robo's legendary, right? I'm going. I'm probably going to bash Robo on this pod, and, and he's going to get bashed online, but we don't need the director of football at this club. We're not that big enough. We're, we're too small. It's a waste nah. of a wage, but Get a manager in who can goal skill. I like. I know you're a fan of McCall. I don't think he would take a job from off, but McCall would come in and be a manager. He, he'd be old school. I like the idea that maybe a Kevin Thompson, Tam Coates, but then they'd be head coaches. So that's maybe contradicting myself. But if we had the choice, get someone to come in, talk to bottom. You're going to. You, you need. This is going to be the most important, probably, a point we've made for twenty years. You know, we're, we're, we're desperate and we're in the shit. So get a manager and not a coach. I mean, right now, you'd need to say, well, I mean, again, I'm the heavy caveat for me of not making any games so far this season. There's not, I, I wouldn't put us above too many other teams in this league, you know, in terms of quality, um, based on what I've read and seen from YouTube highlights. Um, you know, I, was, I think um, AY alluded to hanging on to Craig Brewster too long, hanging on to Foreign too long, and look at the damage it did. I would definitely agree that if we held on to Dodds too long, um, that obviously we could well go the same way. Um, there's no reason why even a new guy coming in, because they're going to have one high time behind their backs, they're not going to bring their own players until, what, January or something. You know, we, we could be in some real trouble, you know, further down the line. And, you know, that that is, it just shows how important this appointment is. If the, well, hopefully unthinkable happens and we do end up relegated to League One, you know, we're, and you know, I'll be honest, you're, you're looking at part-time football, aren't you, really, uh, for this club? This, as Stevie says, is a massive, massive appointment. The board have to get this right. And if they don't get it right, I mean, there, there, there's already people um, online calling for <clears throat> the CEO to go, the chairman to go. Can you imagine if this next appointment doesn't arrest this slide? I mean, well, let's let, know, let's talk let's talk about successes and let's talk about failures and then we'll, we'll move on to that, Sub, and then we'll move on to who it might be that comes in. But... Um, you know, Dodds, he's proven he's a good manager in fits and starts. You know, he's had a couple of winning runs. Um, you know, fair play to the guy for taking us to 90 minutes of getting back to the Premier League. That was an amazing experience in, in our both specifically. It was great. Um, and obviously the Scottish Cup run last season. And those those were momentous and really enjoyable matches. And he's got a record over the, the couple of years of of winning big games. Uh, and that's something that his, his predecessor 
uh, and his successor uh, didn't do. Uh, he never, he didn't really win a lot of big games. Um, so he has done that, and that, that's what his, um, I think that's what his legacy will be. You know, that's where he's proven his success in terms of manager. But in terms of failures, um, it's not up for debate. We talked about it on this pod. I, I, I went on, the, um, what was it? Um, Terrace podcast last season and talked about it as well. And I thought, you know, what's happening right now might have happened, you know, middle of last season. But it didn't, obviously. We turned it around in terms of Scottish Cup results. But, you know, let's talk about failures. And um, there's never been any adherence to any specific playing structure. I think we've always had that. We don't, we've even been critical of that. Even, you know, fans of, of Dodds, like Stevie and myself, critical of that as well. And and one thing that I always pick up, pick up on, or remember that AY said over the last couple of uh, months or years is that we've never really gone on any 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 running any run even when we've win, been winning games of it looking like league winners or looking you know really really convincing um and then obviously sandy talks about signings the signings haven't been good enough over you know three seasons over six windows um albeit as stevie says some of those signings weren't players that the manager would have wanted um but then you know the signings that he did want were they successes as well we'll never know um and then again wh- whoever the manager is it's going to come in he's going to be um, having that geographic location factor as well. So if we're bringing in somebody, it's got to be somebody that can attract players. Um, but there were mistakes this season. We used the pre- well, we used the League Cup as pre-season friendlies again. Um, as again, the football wasn't good enough over over that or the league games. But, you know, this, this same manager went 11 games without a win last season and he wasn't sat then. So why sack him now when you've, you know, it's almost like why sack him now when we've got given him a two-year contract and uh, you've got to pay him a six-figure fee to pay him off, presumably, when you could have used that six-figure fee to actually try and get targets like Keith Watson and pay him a little bit more money, and then we'd be in a better position than where we are now. It makes absolutely zero sense. So my my, my question is, or my discussion point is, is what I've discussed on previously. What blame? Where does the blame lie? Because it doesn't just lie with one person. What's the short term? What's the long term plan, Sandy? Problem is. For a prospective new manager, is first question they're probably going to ask is, what is the current structure behind the scenes? Are they going to have to work under a sporting director? And I would have to hazard a guess and say it'll it'll deter a lot of names from wanting to apply. One because they're probably not used to having to do it because it's not the most popular thing done in, in Scotland, and two, it's quite clearly not really worked up here. Um, I think there does have to be a bit of a, a reshuffling behind the scenes. Robbo's in caretaker charge. I wouldn't be looking for him to stay beyond that. I don't think that would be a good move. I don't think it would go down well with supporters, uh, especially with stuff that's sort of been said about Robbo online. I think, you know, we've kind of hit the reset button with Dodds going. I think we need to kind of keep it in that and try and get somebody new and get a fresh voice and um, go again. I do think the squad's okay. I'm not saying it's a team that can buy for sort of the playoffs or promotion or that, but there were indications on Saturday that they are improving, albeit losing the game. But they did play well, and that was against one of the most informed sides in the league as well. So I'm hoping they're finding form at the right time and sort of the right new voice coming in will be able to make the ultimate difference and get us at least climbing up the league. And if we do that, then we can start to look further ahead. We've just got to take each day as it comes just now, you know, because there's going to be so much happening over the next, I would imagine, three, four weeks in terms of trying to get some form together in the absence of a manager and also trying to bring someone in. I think about a sticky situation where I don't want to be rushed in the next appointment, but I also don't want to go on a slippery slope if Robles in charge doesn't turn around. Because if we lose two or three more games, we're right in the shit. So it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? You want to get the right guy in at the right time, but 
we need them yesterday. That's the problem, isn't it? So that's a, that's a sort of one of the challenges the board's facing. But back to what you said before, Moff, I think about why didn't we sack him last season? I think, again, it's not partly all the reason. This this is papering over the cracks. I think there wasn't much noise about Robbo and Gardner this time last season when when he was on that winless run. There's a lot of noise above now. So is he the, not a scapegoat because results matter and stuff and it, it's not good enough, right? But is, it, is he going now because... There's a lot of noise about the boys above. Is this to try and appease fans to keep them off their backs? Maybe. But... We, we, we all know football fans are fickle, and I include myself in that. I mean, for, for periods of last season, you know, one week, it was, I mean, was it not like uh, some Dundee game or something earlier on? Was it last season? They were um, shouting, you know, like, um, you're a wee fat bastard, Billy Dodds. And then, right. you know, fast forward a few weeks, and he's got us to, um, I mean, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't like, you know, the exact chronological timeline I'm going with here, but then fast forward about a few weeks, a couple months later, and then uh, it's you know there's only one Billy Dodds because he's got us to the, the mm. cup final. I mean it's 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 very very easy to be positive when things are going well, and it's also unfortunately very very easy to be negative when things are going badly. And yeah. you know, and I'm I'm not not saying that the criticism of um, people at the club um, is not justified, you know, because you know there's clearly issues uh, at the club. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, with, with this very poor run that we've been on, um, obviously there, there, there's a lot, you know, people are more, I guess, motivated to be upset about things than they would be if they uh, if, if we were getting results on the pitch. As I say, that that's not to say their their concerns are not merited. They very much are so, and I'm very much in the same boat as a number of these people. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it just shows the, the kind of the um, the changing nature, I guess, of a, of a football fan, doesn't it? Um, it doesn't take long to, to go from, you know, one Billy Dodds to, you know, Fuck off, basically. Yeah. Um, just coming in on that, um, more than your original question, Moff, I think what you were probably driving at is how much do the the people above um, Billy Dodds have to take the, the blame for this? Um, and yeah, I think that's really interesting because obviously Stevie's alluding to the fact that there's a lot of flack that both Scott Gardner and John Robertson are getting and sacking Billy Dodds is potentially a way of kind of yeah, well, from Gardner's point of view, a way of, a way of covering his own arse, right? I'm not not but, just. I wouldn't just say that the two of them. There's a board of directors and a chairman as well. Well, see, that's that's what's got. That's what's going to lead to though, because I I don't know how active any of them, including the no, chairman, actually I. are. Neither do I. I'm <laughs> just asking the question. I've no yeah. idea. So I, I was actually going to. I'm going to go back to Stevie because he's a man that kind of talks to power more than any of us. Um, like the um, Scott Gardner, like if he is covering his own arse, then do you think there's any danger at all that his position could be under threat from Ross Morrison. And the reason I'm asking that is because when Ross Morrison came in, I think he was very honest about the fact that he was a fan, but not really someone with any really expertise in running a football club. That wasn't his business. And he thought, right, I'm going to bring in someone I know who does have experience of running a football club, who is Scott Gardner. Now, if he doesn't have that expertise and he gets rid of Scott Gardner, presumably he has to bring someone else in with expertise. And if Gardner's a person he knows and trusts, then doesn't that make it very, very unlikely that he's gonna he's gonna sack Scott Gardner unless you know it just you know people are practically outside kind of burning burning him in effigy. You know, I always thought that the job would be Scott Gardner's for as long as he wants. And I don't you know I I don't know how he always strikes me as a very hard working guy, but he's also mm. someone that is kind of famous for, for you know people always say he kind of like makes gaffes or whatever. I genuinely don't know how good or bad a job he's actually doing. I, I couldn't tell you. But the fact is I, I always think that he seems to be in a pretty safe position because he seems to be the per- one person that Ross Morrison thinks, well, he knows how to do this. So, do you think he knows any day against that? 
I think so. The board's changed now since when, when Gardner was appointed. It's, it's a totally different board. Um, of course, I, yeah, yeah. The one, the one main one is Grasser coming in, and yeah, and Grasser. We all know Grass is there to look after mm-hmm. certain money men's interests, and I know there's been a bit of friction between Grass and Gardner. I mean, listen, people say, ah, suck, suck, but they, 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 they suck, kiss, kiss Scott Gardner's arse right now. Scott's been really good to this pod, he's been good to us, good to access, so listen, I'm, I'm not going to slag you off. I think he puts a lot of work in, but I think he's offered a lot of feathers, both in the town and in the board, and it's, it's evident, and I just, I think... Probably Morris is a bit more aware of things going on. Now, Morrison's location doesn't help him. I mean, he's yeah. he's also, he all, he's also um, Scott Gardner, he's also promised quite a lot, you know, in terms of, well, you know, trying to improve the situation down at the stadium, trying to improve the main, the main thing, the bugbear that everybody always talks about, the communication. Let's improve the communication. Aye. And we it's just not yeah. happened. It's just not happened. And that's not something that we're going to, you know, take forward. We can raise it in a discussion mm-hmm. point with five mm-hmm. guys just chatting about this and... On a Monday night, um, but the trust, I presume, will take that forward at the meeting that they're going to have on the twenty third. And you know, I look forward to hearing what they've got to say. And I think at least one or two of us will be at that. Sorry, I think that's great timing. I, I know I won't be there. A couple, of, a couple of you guys will be there in person, so it'll be good to get some feedback. Thanks, Pod. But this is where, and I, I'm I'm being critical of trust, and I'm not bashing them, but this is where they need to step up now. This is where they've got one meeting where everyone involved, hopefully as many fans as possible. Get a sort of combined voice and go to the club, but again, no, you can only you only take the host of water. They've got to drink it as well. The club's got to meet us halfway, and I think there's always been a bit of a, I'm not say arrogance, just a bit of a naivety towards fans groups. So I don't know if it's the people in the trust or it's the idea of trust, but Gardner doesn't like them, and uh, that needs to change. He's got to he's got to maybe take his medicine and listen to what the guys are saying. I think probably the the most common theme looking at social media was that you know to to kind of sack the guy. Uh, just a few months after getting a two-year deal, as, as we already alluded to, it's, it does seem a bit bonkers on on the face of things. There's a number of people on social media saying that in response to our tweets earlier on. Uh, you and McLean, um, uh, Ruben, um, yeah, just you know, there was an, it was a pretty common thing to basically say a bit of a joke that he's got a two-year debt. You know, just four months into a new two-year deal, he's, do, he's do you want to do you want to read any? Because obviously, I think you got quite a lot of good feedback. Yeah, I mean, do you want to yeah, I mean, read, read some out specifically? Because people are going yeah, to take like, the time I, to. I, I, I can run through. I mean, maybe this would be a nice segue into kind of like, you know, suggested replacements and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see you, McLean, uh, you actually thought Dodds did enough last season to warrant uh, another goal, but probably shouldn't have been a two year deal. One year with an option to a further deal of means certain expectations would have been best. Uh, Kyle Williamson uh, says you need a clear out from top to bottom. Um, Dan, finally the right call, but at least one more to go. Um, Sean Selkirk goes higher than Dodds, in my opinion. Um, the available options out there don't exactly excite me. Uh, Alex Johnson thinks it's the right decision. Changes needed would have been a very, but he does say we've been very bold not to have offered him a two-year deal uh, in June, um, given how he got on. Um, obviously, getting us to the cup final. Um, I say Ruben should never have gotten a new deal. Um, doubts we have the vision and funds to go for someone already in a job. Uh, Maka sacking of Dodds came too late. Shouldn't have gotten a new deal. Uh, Lynn McDonald, right decision, but should only be the start. Recruitment has been poor. Um, I assume uh, it's under the remit of director of football. We need a manager, not a head coach again. And quite, I think it's obviously quite a, an important point for Lynn. The club needs to start listening and engaging with fans again. Um, and I think, you know, as we've discussed about, I think part of the frustration, I guess, that, that well, one, one of the many things that fans are frustrated with is that ongoing lack of communication. And obviously the, the bad results and, you know, that combined with our stuff is just snowballing to, let's be honest, quite a, a toxic 
online um, presence amongst um, the Mernes Cali Thistle fans. It's not a good time being a Mernes Cali Thistle fan right now, is it? I and mean, we have to be honest. Not here. a good time to run an Inverness Cali Thistle podcast. No, it's definitely not. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, we had uh, we got plenty of suggestions um, from folk for um, replacements. Uh, if we want to go on to that. Uh, well, before we go into that, um, mm-hmm. Paul Chalk had a good piece out this morning as well. Um, a number of other people commenting on things. Um, it's interesting because there's sort of a different um, perspective. I think he's taking his comments from Facebook. Um, Morak McDonald wrote, well, I thought this might happen. It's quite sad people lose their jobs, especially Barry Wilson, who's been a legend at a club. Let's talk about Barry Wilson. He, he's gone as well. Um, a victim by association or otherwise, AY? Presumably, you'd have to say that the people at the club must be looking at him and looking at what's going on at the training ground and possibly even taking soundings off the players or something like that. I don't know. And kind of going, right, well, we think that maybe both of them have to go. Uh, you know, so, I mean, Scott Kelliker's still there. And he, I mean, everyone always says that he's an excellent coach. He's been there for a long time. And, and so it's not been a clear out from top to bottom. Um, but the fact that, that Barry Wilson's gone as well, maybe just, you know, suggests that someone at the club sees him as part of the problem. But, you know, I don't know enough to... to, to Really comment on that. From what I heard, I think Barry said if Billy goes, he goes. That's what I've heard. Um, okay. um, also, I'll expect Ross Hughes to probably leave in the next week or two as well. So remember, Billy brought Ross Hughes in, so I can't see Ross staying there long term either. Hopefully not. I think he's pretty good with the players, but from what I've heard, it's uh, Barry said if Billy goes, take I'll just go too. So. Right. Well, will we move on? I mean, we've. <laughs> If we covered everything, I'd infinite. Will we move on to the uh, to like? We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about stuff at the top. Above that, we we finish with that because I think that's still. If let's up stuff is a theme, isn't it going on that people are saying yeah, right decision, but it doesn't stop with Dodds. And that's the yeah. problem. They, they, they think this is going to just go go to bed now. It's not. It's going to continue. All right. Well, but before we move on to talk about sort of relegation form and how we need to turn that around, and then the, the individual that and individuals that might come in. Um, one point I thought was really interesting, or just needs to be discussed before we move on. I think is Steve, you said you know grass has come in and grass has come in last season, and and maybe grass hasn't got in with Scott Gardner or someone else or whatever. But um, I think that he's going to be heavily involved in choosing this manager. I don't think it's going to be John Robertson and Scott Gardner sitting down and going, "We're just we're picking him." I, I think I think Graham Bennett's going to be heavily involved in this, and I think Graham Bennett's going to be even more heavily involved in a football club as the season progresses and as we move into next season. And as you're saying, as we've seen new people come on the board, I think it's going to be, there is going to be, um, what do they call it? A, a, what is it? Changing of the deck or guard? or Changing of the guard. Changing of the guard, yeah. Clear, clearing the deck and clearing the, the deck and, and you know see see when you don't see when you do a pod and you don't actually do your preparation <laughs> you know, you've got to get your metaphors correct yeah a, a changing of the, the fucking deck or guard whatever the fuck <laughs> fucking yeah fucking well seeing that point Moff, again we've had a changing in the guard on the board because I don't know how, who half they are who half the market honest I mean that you've, we've got uh, we've got Panos the what's he yeah what's he's he he's surgeon the surgeon. Surgeon. Yeah. We've, we've got, got the, the vet. The we've vet. got the vet. He's your, you went to school with him, didn't you? Hey, why? No? Yeah. Did you? Uh, in fact, he lived right next door to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, in fact, because we've got the same surname, I think a lot of people thought that we were brothers. Which well, I think that... Absolutely, I, absolutely horrified him. I'm I sure. think we should move mm-hmm. on yeah. from Stevie being accused of, of, of tickling members to you being accused of that then. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I, I don't think we've, we've kind of spoken for about 35 years or something like that. But um, I... I, I I don't really, yeah, I, mean, I don't actually know. I mean, obviously, I've not seen Scott for a long time, but I don't necessarily know what he's going to bring, apart from maybe 
I don't know, like local expertise locally. I might be able to bring other investors in or something like that. I'm not sure if he's particularly active in terms of, you know, kind of football and stuff like that. You know, but maybe I'd like to say because I've not seen him for so long, I just don't know. But... That's what the club needs to conform to. Like, okay, it's such a job. What are they bring into the club? You know, because at the end of the day, on the board, there's got to be some job they're doing. I mean, the, the boy from Subway he took his footlongs and fucked off because he fell at the gardener, so he's away. So there's, there's there's people leaving as well. You don't know they've left. There's the the Keith Haggart situation where he went in a succumbent to break in, but apparently it was always. Still employed, employed by the club as a as a sort of consultant. I don't know, is it consultant? Aye, that's what I was looking for. Consultant. So he was always there. He's come back. Um, sponsorships are down. Scene tickets are down. Fans of, who have not renewed scene tickets haven't been sent emails. Um, there's none of this. I mean, we spoke about people this in the chat. Bought, people that have bought season tickets aren't even going to games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, but there's, there's no drive. There's no marketing there. And we used this years ago. Subway when it Hibs game and he was getting. Stuff from Hibs for months and years after that's just captioned it. We don't cap, we've got the data, we've captured it, we just don't use it. But we're going down rabbit hole here. But the problem is, the board don't talk to fans, we don't know what the board does. There needs to be, I don't know, clearly in the guard, but there needs to be some communication where this is what we do, whether it's an open forum, fans can go an open EGM or something, I don't know. But that's where a lot of the answers would be, a lot of questions would be answered because we don't know what they do, we don't know who they are, yeah, don't know what they bring to the club. So it's, it's, it's got to change. Okay, let's move on. Um, coming up next, what is relegation form? For McDonald, of the castle, Liverness men, Weechies, Hustle, Jenny Heavers, CCTV, BT's Pizzas, Judas, Teddy, Farland Park, The Library, Spectrum Centre, Molly Story, Cali Thistle, The Golden Mile, Media Centre, Matalan. Right. What is relegation form? You need, um, based on the last three or four entire championship seasons in which there was 36 games played, you need 34 points to stay in this league. Let's let's boil it down to brass tacks. That's what we're talking about. You need 34 points to stay in this league uh, to have a hope of finishing eighth. I think in the last three seasons where 36 games have been played, eighth has had 34, 39 and 47, which is a bit of an outlier, um, points. Um, but you need to win basically between six and 10 games and draw between 10 and 16. And you need to lo- not lose more than 14 games. So obviously we've lost four out of five already. We can only really afford to lose another 10 matches out of 31. But at the moment, at the moment, I can see us everyone beating us once and United, Wraith, and just because of the way Airdrie play, beating us twice. So that's 12 losses and that's dangerously close to 14. And in 21-22, Dunfermline lost 15 matches and they still went down. And in 18-19, Queen of the South lost 16 matches and they went down. So, and in the Championship on average in the last few years, bear with me, we have won about 15 games, we've drawn 10, and we've lost 10. But it, on, on current form, um, it looks like that, that would be reversed. So you're drawing, you're winning 10, you're drawing 10, you're losing about 15. And that's a relegation battle. And 14, 15, you can get relegated on. So based on that, based on that, let's talk about who's going to come in. Who's who's it going to be? Well, we talk about, we have a look at the, the McBookie odds. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> so let's go. We go with the favourite, or we go with the twelve to one, and then go to the favourite. Well, you know? Jimmy Calderwood, not Jimmy Calderwood and Tommy Wright. Are they, are they in it? No. Tommy Wright. So twelve to one, Tommy Wright. Twelve to one. Oh, is Scott, he still in it? <laughs> he's in it. Twelve to one. Jeez. Scott Scott Brown. Twelve to one. Neil McCann. Twelve to one. John Hughes. Ten to one. Tam Courts. Ten to one. Neil Lennon. Ten to one. Kevin Thompson. Eight to one. 
Ian McCall, seven to one, Jim McIntyre, uh, six to one, Robbie Nielsen, four to one, John Robertson, ominous, three to one, Callum Davidson. Those are the McBookie individuals, uh, but that didn't include the breaking news from tonight, which was uh, Neil Warnock. Did anyone hear that? That's maybe you have to say it from like two thousand and four or five, wasn't it, when he wanted to move up here, didn't he? So two thousand and seven, I think it was actually. Seven was it? Uh, yeah, it was after it was after Brewster after Brewster went before Charlie came in. I think. I was only Huddersfield any money from now. He's left, doesn't he? Yeah. So if you're talking about all the, so all those names, are there any names there that you guys have heard, or any names there that you guys would 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 consider, or anyone there that you think the board might be interviewing that we haven't mentioned? I was going to say, uh, I hope you can hear me above the sound of my um, son having what seems to be a very traumatic nappy change. Um, <laughs> the, um, I mean, what I've that's, a, that's been... quite a good metaphor for um, the current uh, <laughs> situation. I mean, what did you say? Did you say traumatic nappy change? The ones that um that I seem to be hearing getting banned about seem to be um Calm Davidson and Gary Locke, neither of which I would be particularly keen on to be perfectly honest. Um, I mean to be fair, I mean um Calm Davidson seems, does seem to be quite popular amongst um, a lot of people um on, on, on Twitter. Um he was a name that came up quite regularly along the lights of um Kevin Thompson, Ryan Essen, um, who else did we kind of get suggestions for? Tom Courts, yeah, Ian McCall, Kevin Thompson, Robbie Nielsen, uh, Reese McCabe as well, Airdrie, uh, Ian Cathro, um, who else did we get? Uh, Neil McCann, yeah, as well. Um, Darren Young of uh, Sterling was another one. Um, I mean, for me, I don't see it happening, but Ian McCall uh, would be my preferred yeah. choice. If we wanted to take a bit more of a risk, maybe Darren Young would be quite good. He's obviously doing you know decent stuff for Sterling, but you know, are we? I just, I don't know. I, I just, given how important this appointment is, are we wanting to take on someone who is relatively untried at this level? Maybe that sounds quite snobby and disrespectful to Sterling. It's not meant to be. Um, it's just you know, do we go with someone like McCall just to get us out of this mess yeah. and then reevaluate at the end of the season? Because right now, I'd bite your hand off for eighth. I really would. I, yeah. I think I think there's easily five, if not six, teams better than us in this league. We're not getting playoffs this season, especially not after this start. I would be if we do great, fantastic. I'd love to be wrong, but I just don't see it. Um, but yeah, for me, n- n- names like I mean, Jesus Christ, John Hughes. Get no, no, just no. Like why? We, we've seen that. We've seen that John Hughes cannot rebuild dysfunctional teams, and 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 we are a, a, a pretty dysfunctional team at this moment in time, in my opinion. Um, well, a few you know, jobs ended in relegation as well. Oh, just yeah, and I just no, just get away. Like these, these suggest- so many suggestions for to me at least are just awful. Neil McCann was an interesting one because obviously he did quite well with us, but ironically, him, but ironically, well, yeah, he, one he's he, he's more interesting as you know as a football consultant he markets himself yeah. as, mm-hmm. but. Like Neil, Neil McCann, if I remember right, he, he struggled a wee bit to begin with. You know when he first came in, he, actually came got, in. Better. Yeah. he <laughs> got better when when a certain Billy Dodds turned up. So yeah. you know, I mean, God, wouldn't that be a turn up for the books? Neil McCann comes back, and then Billy Dodds appears back again a few days later. Sandy, um, Sandy, yeah. what do you think? Who, who would you who would you go for, Sandy? I like curveball, but I I like the idea of Tom Courts. Um, I know he's not mm-hmm. been a manager for all that long, but when he was at United, I mean, he got written off the minute he he took that job before the ball had even been picked. I actually look back at this just out of interest. That summer, he lost Shankland. And then halfway through the season, he also lost Jean de Fuchs, who was quite a, a key player for them in midfield. Didn't have an awful lot of quality to fall back on. Didn't get any real kind of 
uh, kit to spend on replacements. Uh, but they still managed to finish fourth. That was their best league finish since 2014. And he went abroad. He didn't do too great. He didn't last very long at that. But he's got a reputation for developing young players. He's shown that in the face of adversity, he can cut it. Yes, he's not the most experienced, but we've got quite a, a young pool of players in that team. He might be a good fit for the squad that we have right now. But like I said, it's a curveball. You know, Suds is quite right when he says perhaps experience does talk, but if we are going with it, sort of the way things were alleged to have been behind the scenes, would we really be able to entice such an experienced name to the football club right now? I'm not so sure. That's that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, courts. I like I like I like Robbie Nielsen and Ay and I joked to her on. It's for personal stuff, but I'm I'm made sure I'll be back. He's won he's won the league twice, and he he's, I think he would do well. But McCall would be the manager. I still someone like Nielsen would Nielsen be a manager now, maybe because he's a bit more experienced. Like I said, Darren Young, uh, Tam Courts maybe a manager, but a lot of these ones I still think will be a head coach, and that's that's something we don't need to do. We need we need a proper proper. Proper manager, but one that's come out of the paper tonight that's pretty near hot off the press and it's getting a lot of traction online is Darren O'Day from Celtic, which going with the, the Boers, Allegiant Strangers, apparently. I wonder how that'll um, I wonder how that'll go down. But he's a lonely Celtic B manager. Um he's been tapped up for it. Again, head coach, so I wouldn't take him, but I think Nielsen, Courts, I wouldn't mind Davison, but still a football would be rotten, but I think he could probably get us out of the ship we're in. But um yeah, it's definitely hopefully, to be a hopefully Nielsen would make us a bit more solid defensively. You know, that's one thing that's obviously been a struggle, and it's obviously one thing he's quite good at getting out of his teams is they do they do sort of defend pretty well. So that's mm-hmm. perhaps something that would uh, would sit well with fans given the way we're defending right now. And it, so, it, I think big, sorry, one moment. I think the assistance is a big thing we forget about. See, for one of these young managers can then like these guys we spoke about, it's got to be an assistant because. I think whoever comes in won't take Kelliker as an assistant. He'll stay as a coach. So the assistant's probably equally as important as a manager, as we've seen when Robbo first came in with Donald Parks. So we need to, we need to remember who, who we're bringing in, who who normally comes with them, because that's probably that's pertinent. Yeah. Um, that actually ties in with what I was thinking. My, my preference is time course as well, actually. And one of the reasons for that is that we're going to need someone that's going to get the best out of existing players and the young players, because they're not mm-hmm. going to have a budget. You know, that that's just not happening. Um, so... I think it's got to be someone who's apparently really shit hot on training and very clear in their tactics. And I think Courts ticks those boxes. Um, as Sandy was saying, he likes developing young players. And we've seen um, Keith Bray this season. We've seen uh, Robbie Thompson this season. We know there are other good players coming through as well. So I think you know he could be really, really good for that. Um, yeah, I mean, what, one of the things is he is apparently quite a quiet guy. He does this thing. I mean, he got... Yeah. It's typical of bloody Scottish media. You know, on the one hand, you know... They kind of they celebrate the kind of the old school guys, and then someone like Tom Courts comes in, and he does kind of talk that kind of slightly management speak, low hanging fruit type bullshit, which does annoy me as well. But immediately he gets kind of mocked for that, and meanwhile he's doing a really really good job with Dundee United at the time. So I think he would be good, but I think because he's apparently quite a serious, quiet guy, then if he had someone really sort of positive and upbeat and a bullion who could bond with players really quickly, then I think that would be a good combination. Um, I mean, people have talked about Callum Davidson very, being very good tactically, but I think he falls into the same box as John Hughes in that if he inherits a good squad of talented players, he'll make them better. But the moment you get him to try and buy his own players, then it turns to shit. And he's also tactically pretty inflexible. Um, McCall, I really like as an individual, and I think he plays some quite attractive football, but I seem to remember that he's another one that he's not great at adapting, at t- turning things around when it starts to go wrong. So I do worry about him from that point of view. Um, 
And obviously, I mean, Robbie Nielsen, you know, I'd love to see come in simply because it means that Stevie could kind of like fulfill his ambition of being the fitness coach, you know. I'm quite I'm quite surprised that three of you have gone for Tom Courts, given that I've just said we need to win. So when a manager comes in, he's going to have less than 30 games and he needs to win half of them. He's a young player, a young manager like that, doesn't know the squad, that the squad isn't his. He's not winning half of those matches. You need an experienced head. A guy can like a like a motivator, and I know Ian McCall is like tactically inflexible sometimes, and he is you know stubborn individual, and maybe he wouldn't get on with the people in our football club, but that's the sort of guy I would like to see come and some some of the, yeah. you know he can win football mm-hmm. matches. Ian McCall could win, you know, he could win half his matches. He could certainly win three quarters of his match. Uh, sorry, um, a third of his matches. You know, he he could win. He could win football matches. Just about how many games can you win, or how many can you not lose? That's like I know we're only like five games into the season, but once a manager I'm comes in, he's got he has, he has to bed in, and we need someone with experience of. Well, Moth, Moth, you're saying there, um, you need someone to kind of like, you know, win straight away, get the most out of players. Are you saying, um, you know, he's not going to have much money to work with? You need a real motivator. Um, step forward. Doogie Emery, it's not going to happen. But yeah. I hey, mean, well, there, there, there's the, one. He's we couldn't like like Stevie says we can't give competition to. No, I know, I know. Yeah. But if, even if, even if Darren Young would probably too expensive. If you, if you want someone who can do a lot with very little, look what he's, he's doing a great job with Morton, isn't he? But yeah. you know, yeah. as we say, we're not going to be forking out cash for him. Um, unfortunately, think about most said at the start. Geography is also that's that's the biggest killer. I mean, I think McCall would be great. I don't think McCall would move up, but. We also remember we we I don't see the dregs. We're not as an attractive opportunity as we once were being in the Premier League. So we're not going to get desperate managers coming up because there's still that central belt bias as well. I'm not going up there; it's too far away. And we've seen it with, with managers. I mean, when's the last manager? Butcher probably the last manager who actually committed to the area. I know we've not had a lot of managers, but Christie yeah. was all, all, always there. Robertson was also living there. Dodge was living there. It's getting someone to invest. I don't want a manager coming in living down here three days a week. No. One of those, how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So it was like 12, 13 names on that list, right? And two different people have told me yesterday and today, and I'm sure one of you, at least two of you, have probably heard this as well. One of those young managers who's out of a job at the moment and has an extremely good pedigree was up in Inverness yesterday. Now, he might be up for another reason, but if he was up for another reason, then, you know, what what a coincidence. It would make sense to talk to him if they did talk to him. All right, Spell, who was it? Sandy was nodding his head. Yeah, Rooney. Rooney, what? Scott Brown. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard. I heard that Scott Brown had been up here recently. Scott Brown. It was Scott Brown. Yeah, that's why I heard. Ah, there, was, there was a pro. There was a pro am. There was a golf pro am on yesterday at the golf. So there was a lot of players up there. Yeah, Callum Davidson was there as well, was he not? Ah, so was uh, Neil Warnock and fucking Ozzy Would you Would you take Scott Brown? I I can almost see that as a as a fit. I think, I think the last experience. Assistant. Uh, you need a, you need an old yeah. head. I mean, someone yeah. very old. Yeah. I mean, an old coach. I mean, I don't know part type thing with Robbo. I, I don't know. Scott Brown brings a lot of attention, doesn't he? You know, so as yeah. but you bring defeat. a lot. Of, you bring a lot of professionalism. You know, as it has been. Yeah, it's been. But we listen. We've done. Don't know how long this will go in the edit, but you know, sitting here for an hour, and you know, we haven't criticised one player. We haven't criticised no, one player, and you know, there's there's been a you know, I don't know if it's been a lack of professionalism there, but but a lack lack of mistakes, a lack of concentration, you know. There's um, not been a lack, lack of, of phys- mistakes. Sorry, yeah, sorry, lack, <laughs> a lot of mistakes. mistakes. Sorry, there's been yeah. no lack of mistakes. But, yeah, but yeah. you know, he would bring that. You bring organisation, and you would bring uh, you bring oh, carry, and also you know he could bring players up in January because people would want to play for him. He he, he done alright the first season at Fleetwood. He, he sort of fell away also this season, but. 
Aye, bring that. There's not many characters left in Scottish football, is there? That can no. that can maybe. And he, he would get bumps in seats initially. You know, I'm he, sure well, that, somebody, that... someone's going to give him a job at some point. Might as well be us. Oh, well, Scott maybe, Brown, maybe. of course, also signed a two-year deal in the summer and then got mm-hmm. canned a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. So obviously, parallel with Dodds there. Um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm pretty cool on Scott Brown. I don't really care that he played for Celtic. It's nothing to do with that. It's just, you know, kind of, you know, leaning on Moff's point about you need someone who can win right now. And I, I don't know if Scott Brown is mm. the guy to do that personally. Doesn't um, like does he as well? So sorry. we need someone. We need someone that knows the championship, don't we? We know yeah. knows the league. I think. I think for me, it's Ian McCall, T- team jobby. I did wonder why you put that as your <laughs> as your Zoom name tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it makes sense now, doesn't it? Of course. It makes sense now, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I, I don't know if he'll get an interview. I think Kevin Thompson is getting an interview, probably. Um, it's going to be Rob Lowe, isn't it? Well, this is the thing. Oh, I mean, we've talked about those candidates. So, Rob Lowe and, and Charlie are, are, in, are in charge right now. We normally do like a league look ahead. We're not going to do a league look ahead. We're just going to go, well, what games are they in charge for? So, um, They've got, uh, at time of recording, Dundee United, 23rd of September. That's the day of the trust meeting. Um, they've got Arbroath away, 30th of September. Great opportunity to potentially get first win. Uh, and then is it is it home against Partick on the 7th of October? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Nice, and, then, and then the 14th is, a, don't, we, don't think we have a, we have a we have a game that week. So oh, no. I think Morton's the next game after that. I don't know if it's that. Yeah, that Morton away on the 21st. You so, you know, if a manager comes in for, what would you expect? Maybe expect a manager in in time for our growth, maybe. Do you think that maybe. quick? Because, you know. No, sorry, no. no sorry. I, 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 I think Robertson will get it to the end of the season. Oh, I, I, no, I, I could see that. No, but I think, no. Oh, but they'll, they'll be See if Robertson oh. gets us a wee bounce in the next, like, two, three games. I think they'll stick with that to the end of the season. If and I, yeah. there, there is a caveat that if he gets us a bounce, and to be fair, yeah. those are I'm looking at the fixtures. There, there's some brutal games coming up. Dundee United oh, at home, tough. that's going to be tough. Our both away, having just been cuffed by there um, by them the other week. Parthistle at home, decent record against them. Um, Ian McCall, home. Ian McCall is in position. His first game. Of <laughs> yes, there you go. Mort- Morton away, Airdrie at home, Dunfermline away, Dundee United again. You know, it's a pretty stinking set of um, fixtures. It's a really tough league this year. You can't blow it with us. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. Scotland as poor as it is, it's a really tough league this year. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree with Sub. I think if Robbo gets a couple of decent... Four points out of the next two games or, or five or three if he gets three games, they'll point, I think, at least until the end of the season. Um, and you never know. He could do all right, but I think it would be a ridiculously tone-deaf appointment. You know, I mean... Gardner and, and, and the board generally are already criticised as being inattentive to the wishes of the supporters. And whether it's fair or not, Robbo is seen as absolutely a symbol of everything that's wrong with the current regime. The sort of like top heavy, this money being taken out for these kind of like senior management positions rather than being put into the team. And, you know, there's all this stuff about um, he's always at, at Dingwall on a Saturday or whatever. And I don't even know if he's supposed to work Saturday, but you'd assume he would be expected to work in his role on a Saturday as director of football. It does give it a bad look. And I just think the supporters have turned on a really, really big style. And mm. if you're suddenly in there, man, the team, my God, you know, not yeah. a single person will be attracted back to the club if yeah. he's appointed. He only gets it for skin. We can't, we can't afford to either give someone who's out of yeah. job a decent salary or we can't pay compensation. Yeah. Only we get yeah. it. That's but only that's possible. 
on, on, on the plus side, though, we can maybe get out of the conversation, any conversation for Dodds by doing a swap deal with BBC Sports and just give them Dodds and we take mm. Robertson off them. Yeah. Well, he's already getting paid by us. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's finish it up. Um, go around the table if we had a table. Um, Sav, who do you, so I know who you want it to be. Who do you want it to be? Who do you mm-hmm. think, who do you, who do you want it to be? Who do you think it'll be? And that's for everyone. Sav? I want it to be Ian McCall. I think it will be between Robertson's the end of the season or Callum Davidson. And I, do, and I wouldn't be happy with either of those. Sandy? Going with the initial gut instinct, I would like it to be Tom Quartz. Uh, but I think it'll be somebody along the line of Robbo to the end of the season or similar to when McCallum came in as caretaker, it'll be somebody X-Hearts related like Gary Locke, which will delight Sads, obviously. God. That's the worst yeah, name yeah, of all. I know. I can feel I can feel the collective groaning going on around here at that one. Steve? Nielsen. I'd love it to be Nielsen. Um, if not, Davison. I don't know why. I can see Davison maybe getting it. Um, yeah, but love it to be Nielsen. I think it'll be Davison. And Mr. Young? Um, I don't think Locke's a realistic thing, actually. I think that's just the kind of standing joke. It's like the the person who's failed everywhere um, but is ex-heart, so I don't think it's a realistic thing. Um, in preference is first court, second McCall. Um, reality, I think I'm going with some, either Rob of the end of the season or maybe Callum Davidson, I think, because Davidson's probably keen to get back in. And again, like so, I'm not I'm not a fan of either of those. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I do want McCall, but I don't think he would work under our structure. Sadly, um, so I think I think it's I think it's going to be one of two you haven't said. I think it'll be Kevin Thompson or Scott Brown. All Good coach again, yeah. That's why I think that Kevin Thompson or Scott Brown. And and yeah, listen, or or and this is the only caveat I'd say. It's like keep keep Robbo until Aberdeen sack Barry Robson. Mm, that's we mentioned that, and he was he was going great runs for Aberdeen until yeah. recently. I'd have him. Do you know what I did? I did hear one one chap who's um, who has links to a board member, so he's like passing stuff on from the meetings. Um, that the the manager, like they're thinking, and this is what he, he's messaged me twice. They're thinking curveball in terms of manager. It's going to be a curveball. I, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what that means. What this is the last possible time in a curveball. This is when it's a fucking it fastball down the middle. It is, isn't know? it? Yeah, she don't I do mean, it, don't do it spicy I, just now. I mean, yeah. th- 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 this is kind of going off topic, and I'll defer to Ay and Sandy there. I mean, what have home attendance has been like? Because you know, b- based on what I read online, um, as I say, broken record. I've not been able to get to games this season for obvious reasons. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of people staying away because they're very unhappy with with the club right now. I, I, as as uh, as Riley says, this is not the time for a curveball. Can you imagine our already depleted attendances if we, we if we do screw this up? And God forbid we somehow end up in League One. You know, the 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 club will be finished. I would say. The full time. Yeah, attendances have been horrible. I look looking across at the north north stand from my my new um, old man blanketed main stand seat, and they just looked like there was almost nobody in it. You know, and it's so sad. depressing. That's the Fermanagh game in the sad to hear. Every game. Sorry, sorry. It's the okay, same anybody who saw that comparison photo of. Wraith back in January compared to oh Wraith yeah Wraith yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not even I'm not even I'm not even countenancing League One yet because 
f- for me, there's enough there's players. There's go. enough players. There's enough season to go. There's enough season to go. They made the decision early, and there's enough players in that squad to not get fucking relegated. There's enough quality in that squad to not get relegated. There's enough quality in that squad under a decent manager to come in to stop getting beaten. You know, to like, to, to, to like, not, win a game, win a game, no. then like draw two games, like by playing really horrible football, then go win another game. Just don't get beaten all the time. Pick up point here, three points there, just enough so you can claw back the likes of Arbroath and 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 Airdrie well, or, or, or Air actually. Well, if I can get the squad in detail at the moment, my big fear is like where are the goals coming from this season? Yeah, people talk about of mistakes, but Billy McKay's having to drop so deep at the moment, and obviously mm. he's not quite got the pace that. We've not done anything up front to bring in someone that's really good at buying them in. I like the pick up of Brooks, but he's obviously not quite there yet. Lodovica, I think, looks miles off it, and Samuels is just not. Again, he he looks off, off it as well. So that's a big, big fear for me, and I'm not sure who's going to come in and and make the difference there. You know, um, so we might need to dip into the transfer market as soon as we get to January, at least to try and you know sort that out. Can you give somebody credit at your point that we've got skilled players, we've got enough players in that team to finish mid-table at, at best, right? But it's someone who can get come in and install a bit of character and a bit of personality team. That's where at least Fab Brown would be good at that, right? McCall would be really good at that, um, being also young and old, a, a difference there. But deep de- decent on paper, it's good, but there's no fight in the team at all. And I've said this over and over. When we lose goals, the heads go down and they're scared. That's where we need the manager to come in and just give them a good shake. Right. They're good enough to park, so... Well, I think we've uh, we've covered all the bases there. Um, as I say, we normally have a plan. Didn't have a plan tonight. Just came at it. Um, hopefully, we've covered everything that people have been talking about online and uh, in the stands and in the pubs and everywhere. So, anyone get anything else before we head off? I just hope it's a good attendance on Saturday. Uh, That's about before Saturday, I'd imagine. So, hopefully, as many people can get down to Ennis and uh, get a few across and make them yeah. listen. And who's who's representing us at that? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. So AY and Sandy, right? Well, they, so they, 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 everyone knows you're going now, so they'd expect you two to mouthpieces to stand up and speak. All right? Okay. Young and old. Young and old. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's a bye to Billy Dodds. Thanks for everything you've done for the football club. And um, at the end of the day, didn't work out. But you know, Scottish Cup. We'll always have the Scottish Cup final. We'll always have the. We'll always have that run to the playoffs. So appreciate it, but. Don't want matches. That's football. And goodbye, obviously, to Barry Wilson, who's been an absolute legend um, at this football club. Um, I'm sure every one of us would say he was my favourite player, actually. When growing up, I was right midfield, right midfield, number seven, my favourite player. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we all we all wish Barry a fond farewell and uh, hope he... Go and enjoy, go and enjoy your Saturday on the golf course or something, Barry. Um, so it's a bye from all of you. Say bye, everybody. It's a bye from me and we are off to argue furiously about who should take take the helm at our illustrious and generally historically overachieving club. That's what we're used to. Take care of yourself, each other, and bye for now. Yep, yep.